Remember people thinking that if you bought digital content, you owned it? Well, about that. Plus, a new patent means that future games might use your voice in-game. Tonight is December 3rd, 2023, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say uh, even if... Gonna... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. You want to know it's not hogwash? Is I remembered to hit record on both of my local recordings this week. I forgot last week, and I realized as the e- e- credits were playing. That I forgot, but luckily, like Twitch has a backup, so that's way. Anyway, welcome to an actually recorded edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, you don't have to worry about if I remember to hit record or not. Uh, you can uh, you can join us. Uh, we do tape the show live each and every, almost each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Network. Come join us and interact with the show uh, directly. Uh, and uh, I will uh, I will actually not be here next week. I won't be here uh, doing the show next Sunday. It will be just OLR. I will be back in two weeks after... What HDI Andrew mentioned in chat, which we'll go ahead and start off right now talking about it. DreamHack Atlanta is in two weeks at the Georgia World Congress Center. And tentatively, um, we're actually still dotting the T's and crossing the I's on this one. Uh, We are still trying to uh, I'm I'm still trying to get like absolute confirmation of everything that I am doing uh, and stuff. Uh, And uh, so I want to mention that if this is tentative. Uh, check my social media in two weeks uh, to to find out. I will actually put like exactly what I'm doing. I will also put it up in our Discord server where you can go if this is uh, if you're just listening to it on the podcast. Vognetwork.com/slash/discord is where you can go into our Discord server. Uh, but I am going to be uh, tentatively main uh, emceeing three events on the main stage at DreamHack Atlanta. I don't know if they're going to be streamed. Uh, I know DreamHack does stream things. I don't know if these are streamed. Uh, I will let you know. Uh, But uh, Friday, December 15th at 6 p.m., I will be uh, tentatively co-hosting the Holiday Closet Cosplay Contest. Uh, Don't know who my co-host is going to be yet. Like I said, still dotting T's, crossing I's, stuff like that. Uh, On Saturday, December 16th at 4 p.m., I'm going to be uh, co-hosting holiday karaoke. It's going to be a karaoke contest. They're actually going to have judges that are judging the karaoke. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then Sunday, December 17th at 3 p.m. These are all Eastern time because it's in Atlanta. Uh, I am going to be hosting Gingerbread Wars, which the way it's been explained to me is that uh, we're going to have two teams. Um, one team of streamers from this platform, Twitch, and another stre- uh, team of streamers from a, a competing platform are going to have 40 minutes to build a gingerbread house. And uh, so it's going to be one of those kind of fun things where I'm going to be like going back and forth and, you know, talking with like the team leaders and figuring out what they're doing and kind of keeping the audience engaged uh, throughout that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, And uh, so I'm going to be there all weekend tentatively. Uh, That is what I have been told. Uh, It's been like a week or two. They're rushing around trying to get a lot of things uh, squared away. Uh, And since I'm not going to be here next week to tell you, about it. Uh, this is the time I'm going to tell you about it because I'm not going to be doing this podcast next week. Um, Redertainment in our chat says judging bad karaoke sounds like a dream to me. I don't have to judge. I just introduce. I am the person bringing the next person on stage. I am talking with the judges uh, and everything. So I am I am the guy that's going to be keeping everything moving. HDI Andrew says looking forward to seeing you at DreamHack Atlanta. Yes, also at DreamHack this year. Um, is a, another uh, conference that I have actually covered uh, probably since its inception or maybe year two or something, uh, Siege, which is the Southern Interactive Entertainment and Game Expo. This is essentially the Southeast's 
GDC to to kind of put it in a you know thirty thousand foot high. This is what it is in you know two words or less. Um, so it's a game developer conference type of thing, but it's really for. Uh, it's for the Southeast game industry. So there's a lot of panels that have about how to get into the industry and, uh, you know, postmortems on games and also a lot of indie developers that are here in the Southeast showing off their games at siege. Um, and, uh, and, and, and HDI Andrew says, do you want to sneak major, a dream hack announcement? The main announcement for this is tomorrow. I mean, I will, uh, I, if you're, if you'll let me repeat it here on this little Twitch stream, uh, the answer is yes. Um, the podcast actually will go out after your announcement. So, you know, you don't have to worry about that part. Um, but yeah, so HDI uh, uh, Andrew says they're going to announce the keynote speaker tomorrow. So Siege is actually going to be a conference kind of in, a con- in the conference, which DreamHack has done before with some with some other conferences. So uh, instead of it being a separate thing, it's actually going to be part of DreamHack, which is going to be really, really, really nice. And he says live announcement is good. So here we go. I think, is this my breaking news? The breaking news... The keynote at Siege, the Southern Interactive Entertainment and Game Expo at DreamHack Atlanta in two weeks is Warren Spector. Always gives a good talk. I believe I believe Warren Spector's I've, I've, I've been able to see Warren Spector speak at conferences before. He gives a really, really good talk. Uh, so, uh, I am, I'm, I may, I may be there for that. That's a, that's a really, really nice, nice, nice get there. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, I don't like, I don't know what the recording situation is, uh, for, for that. Um, I know like in the past at Siege, there have been recordings that have been made. Uh, I don't know how widely they've been available. It's part of the Georgia Game Developers Association here in Georgia, uh, has been kind of the keeper of all that. Uh, so I don't want to kind of speak too much but honestly uh dreamhack it's the rest of dreamhack it's basically an esports convention is the best way to kind of explain it even though it is more a, a gaming festival but it is very slanted towards esports at least the main dreamhack portion and then siege is going to be heavily slanted towards game development and game designing and getting into the gaming industry um so uh and hdi andrew says uh finding out about recording right now it's not being live streamed so you will need to be there. So this is December 15th through 17th at the Georgia World Congress Center in downtown Atlanta. Uh, I will be uh, emceeing some things on the main stage uh, each day in the afternoon. Uh, and uh, there's going to be a lot of great content going on uh, with, and a lot of great tournaments and a lot of great vendors and a lot an artist alley. And you're going to be able to play some uh, indie games that haven't been com- haven't been released yet or maybe have released and you just haven't played them yet. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And so I'm really looking forward to it. And this is going to be my first time going for three days. Cause usually I only went on like Saturday, uh, or whatever day I did a panel. Cause last year I did like a panel on Saturday. So I went down for one day, but I'm going to be going for a bit, uh, for a while. So, uh, Warren Spector's keynote is going to be at one thirty PM Eastern on Friday, December 15th. So, um, that's before I'm going to be able to get out down there. So uh, unfortunately, I personally will miss it. But if you can get down there on Friday, you should check it out. Um, also, uh, Warren Spector is going to be on panels about breaking into the game industry and others. Uh, so you're going to be able to to hear Warren's insight on other topics, uh, as well as many other people uh, that are in the game industry, uh, both locally and nationally. Um, so Siege has always been, been great. I've always uh, really enjoyed my time when I've been at Siege. So, um, let's kind of move on, uh, because, uh, we do have some stuff to talk about, uh, that, that I wanted to mention that I've got on the show roll. So, uh, we've actually mentioned this before because it is, uh, the December season and the, uh, the December season, I usually like try to get people to to listen to holiday music, and I've gotten you know, more festive things. And Hallmark has learned that um, I I have money to burn. Hallmark has learned that I have money that they uh, that they can they can they can take. And they have learned exactly how to do it. And it's with uh, with Christmas tree ornaments. And uh, they've been doing this for a couple of years because, like, for a while, uh, I, I, I have been showing uh, the, the, the ornament that came out video gaming wise a couple of years ago. And it was a little Nintendo, uh, 8-bit Nintendo. And what they do is, and I haven't 
we're going to see if this works. I don't know if the batteries are going to work. If you push the power button, a little light comes on. It plays a little bit of music. Isn't it great? And I was like, okay, that's cool. And then they're like, oh, oh, you like that type of stuff. So how about this? The next week or the next year was the Super Nintendo. You turn it on. You get the Mario, and it's got a little tiny light, a little tiny red light. Kind of hard to see it on. Um, with the cartridge of Super Mario uh, stuff. These are about like $11.99, $12 or whatever. And then it was like, okay, well, are they going to do like Virtual Boy next? No. The next year they did, and this was last year, was the Genesis. So this one actually has a little switch. And it's got a little red light at the top that turns on, and it's got little Sonic the Hedgehog stuff. So, then I was like, okay, well, are we going to get, like, GameCube or what? No, this year, 2023, they said, you know what? We agree with everybody that this was a system ahead of its time and that it was was underappreciated and, and, you know, shame on the PlayStation 2. Uh, It's the Dreamcast. And what they've actually done with the Dreamcast is if I hit the button to turn it on. So it's Sonic Adventure, but they've also gotten the VMU lights up with a little Sonic, which is kind of hard to see with my key lights here. But it actually does light up and it plays a little bit of uh, Sonic Adventure, hopefully a little bit too tinny to, you know, get any DMCA copyrights. But um, this was this year's. So, and then that's how it ends. And then it shuts itself off. Um, So they have learned that uh, not just gamers, but, uh, uh, you know, geek culture in general, and this is the voice of Geeks Network, geek culture in general uh, has money to spend on Christmas ornaments. And um, as Sheridan Matt says, they have that uh, amazing Han Solo carbonite ornament that I've stopped myself from getting. It is epic. Uh, And uh, we actually have... Um, I'm gonna actually gonna click on this. Let's see here. Not a Rick Roll. Very good. Um, so the one he is talking about actually is this one from uh, uh, the Empire into into the carbon freezing chamber is the one that he's speaking of. Uh, that was this year. I don't think I've saw this this one when we went to the Hallmark store. Um, but they actually have like these ornaments. They don't go on the tree. They're just like things that are around. Uh, and stuff. So I'm going to see if I can actually play this and put it. Let's see here. I'm, I'm not turning up the sound on it just because I don't know what sound is on it. And I don't know if that's a DMCA thing. Um, and uh, and so you've uh, it's it's lit up the thing. And I have not seen this as Jeremy Matt put this and it was lit up and it go. You go down. Uh, Han goes down the center and then comes back up as Carbonite. So that's kind of cool. That's uh, their keepsake ornament. Uh, this is their 50th year of doing keepsake ornaments. So, um, so uh, S. Jordan Matt says uh, it does have the movie score and sounds in it. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so uh, my tree, unfortunately, now has a whole bunch of these uh, type of geek ornaments. And uh, if I if I show these, so, like, we've got, they actually had, uh, by, by the way, the, the angel at the top of our tree is weeping. Um, so we, we have something else on the other side of the room looking at it to make sure, uh, but, um, you know, don't blink. Uh, but they've got like, they, they had one year, they had a Nintendo controller. It doesn't light up or anything like that. There was a Yoshi, uh, elsewhere, um, that we've got a, a Christmas, tar- uh, topper or uh, not a Chris- uh, Christmas TARDIS, uh, which I believe is in one of the later ones here. Uh, we did get uh, this year. They added the Battlestar Galactica, by the way, and it lights up. It's kind of at the top of 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 it of, of up there. You can kind of see it facing away from you. Uh, the the one that we have that we plug in separately is there's this house down there, but it's Vader's house, Star Wars, and it actually is like a Christmas light show. Uh, where when you like hit the button, it actually does like a Christmas light show. Um, there's the uh, there's a Christmas TARDIS that we got, and I can't. I think that was last year, the year before. Uh, but it's it's basically it's the TARDIS from Doctor Who, but it's got snow and it's got a wreath on the front, um, and uh, and there was like a Yoshi uh, ornament, and some of these are actually still available. You can go to Hallmark, even though they were released a couple years ago. They they make them again, 
uh, and um, and and yeah, and so uh, and then I've got a little Lego wreath in the in the front uh, to, to 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 on our dining room table. So uh, so yeah, and, and so you can go to Hallmark, and a lot of these ornaments are like a lot of them are like eleven ninety nine, so it's twelve bucks, but uh, they're fun. And Hallmark's like, hey, you all have money, and and we want to take your money. Um, we also got uh, is, there's they also do a lot of uh, other geek stuff like that carbonite one, and I don't know. Let's see how much is this? Do, does they, do they say how much that one costs? Sixty four ninety nine. So for more than that, we paid a hundred dollars for something different to talk about the, the geek stuff. Um, and, but I don't think it wasn't an idea. So I'm going to see if it shows up or not. So what we also did get, what, what we did get, and, uh, and I apologize to the, the podcast audience, but you can look this up. The Doctor Who 60th anniversary TARDIS tabletop decoration with light, sound, and motion. So it's actually, this is kind of cool. We actually put this out by our front door. Uh, is where and it's a hundred dollars. But what it actually does is it it's got a little button in the front, uh, and when you hit the button, it will either do um, it'll it'll either have uh the lights go, and then you're actually hearing stuff from the fourth doctor. So it's Tom Baker. So they're lines from the fourth doctor, or it actually will play the theme and t- turn around. So we're gonna see, I'm gonna see if this will actually play here. So. So if you, so either like it will do a um, uh, and or it will turn around like that to the Doctor Who theme music. Um, it does not open, so I do not know if this ornament is bigger on the inside. But uh, we, but all it does is is it does um, uh, play some Tom Baker Fourth Doctor quotes, and then turn around when it it, it does a little twirl, um, sometimes, so. That's what we put out in, in the in the in the front room. So uh, if you are if you like geek culture, Hallmark wants your money, uh, and they don't do a bad job of this stuff. They've got a lot of Star Trek stuff, um, and some of those are ones that you plug in, and, and it'll say things and you know motion and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, hold on to your wallets because uh, Walmart because uh, Hallmark's coming for it. Walmart's coming for it too, and I'm really talking about Hallmark. So uh, let's talk about the gaming news and enough of um, things that can take your money. Uh, how about these? Ga- how about these companies that'll take your money and then say, "By the way, y- you don't have those anymore. That's not yours." Uh, Kotaku reports that the promise of digital media is that it can last forever, pristine, and undisturbed by the forces of entropy constantly buffeting the material world. Unfortunately, a mess of online DRM and license agreements mean that we don't most that we mostly don't own the digital stuff we buy, as most recently evidenced by the fact that Sony is about to delete Mythbusters, Naked and Afraid, and tons of other discovery shows from PlayStation's users' libraries, even if they already purchased them. The latest pothole on the road to an all-digital future was discovered via a warning Sony recently sent out to PlayStation users who purchased TV shows made by Discovery, the reality TV network that recently merged with Warner Brothers in one of the most brutal and idiotic corporate maneuvers of our time. This is Kotaku, so they're going to actually say how they feel. They say, quote, due to our content licensing... Actually, I should do the voice here. Hang on. Due to our content licensing arrangements with content providers, you will no longer be able to watch any of your previously purchased Discovery content, and the content will be removed from your video library. Unquote. That was a uh, copy of the email. Uh, that's, what, that's what they sent to people. And this is not Sony's fault. SSJ Warner Matt says this, is, this one is not Sony's fault, and Fifth Dream's like, everyone's blaming Sony. But really, uh, Discovery is to blame. And as Sharon Amat says, that the person's name is David Zaslav. Uh, that is going to be now that once uh, Bobby Kotick is out of Activision, David Zaslav is now the most hated CEO in geek culture. And it's because uh, he because uh, uh, 
this is this is a business decision for them. And it's very difficult for him to, you know, just like throw away all this content. It's very difficult, he said. Uh, it, it's, it's I'm, I'm sure it's it's yeah. Uh, E3VL says, disappointed they didn't pull a Stadia and get refunded. Uh, it really depends, I, I think, on that side is that it really depends on how much money Sony can afford. Because, I mean, Warner Brothers is definitely not going to refund the money. So it would be on Sony to refund the money. Uh, and, and it really depends on if they can financially do that. Um, you know, they're, they're everybody's kind of scrapping for money right now. Uh, and so like, it depends on how many of those got purchased. Um, so, uh, it linked to a page on the PlayStation website listing all the shows impacted. Um, and, uh, given Discovery's pension for pumping out seasons of relatively cheap to produce, but popular reality TV and documentary based shows, there are a lot of them. They are included, but not limited to hits such as say yes to the dress, shark week, cake boss, long Idol, medium, Deadly Women, and many, many more. I'm sure American Chopper is on there. That had like 50 seasons. Um, and so uh, this is uh, very much a, another argument that I have made for digital or for physical media. Why Blu-rays and 4K Blu-rays still matter. The problem is now that things are on digital, they don't make physical versions of a lot of these shows. Um. They, they, you can't get a Blu-ray version of, like, not that anybody, well, maybe somebody here wants, but like, say yes to the dress. You can't buy that on Blu-ray. They don't, they don't put that out on Blu-ray. Um, they don't put out DVD versions of that anymore because why? They've got streaming. And the, a lot of, the, there has been a consumer movement of, we want to ditch the physical discs. We just want streaming. And we also want streaming sur uh, subscription services. Because those subscription services, it's a lot easier to pull things out of your library because now you don't own them. But really, in the case with PlayStation and if, you know, buying TV shows from Microsoft or Amazon or Apple is you're really licensing the content and they can pull it. And if you check the terms of service, you check the end user license agreement, you will see that they do say, yes, you may lose this content. Uh, this is you are merely purchasing a license to view the content as long as they allow it, you to have it. And Podculture says, uh, Warner Brothers won't even honor unused digital codes if you happen to buy an older set now. Uh, and uh, he, he says that physical media will go boutique like vinyl will. Um, and Tiger Claw says, with streaming, you're not getting the content in the best quality, so it's so compressed that if your internet slows down, your streaming will look pixelated. Even if your internet is perfect... I will tell you that 4K UHD streaming from Disney Plus or Netflix is like one fourth of the quality of a 4K UHD Blu-ray. I, I, you can look at the bit rates and stuff. Even if you have gigabit internet, they're not going to serve you the content at that high bit rate uh, because they have to serve content to everybody. Uh, but if you actually have a 4K UHD Blu-ray, it's going to be like four times more clear. The sound's going to be four times better. Kind of, I, I, that's kind of the way that I've done the math. Um, it might not exactly be four times, but it is a lot better quality. And as Sharon Matt says, vinyl has been outselling CDs now. I mean, I buy vinyl and I don't buy CDs anymore. I, I can't remember the la I can't remember the last CD I bought. It was probably Rush Clockwork Angels. It was probably the last CD I bought. Yeah, and and we talked about earlier. Best Buy is no longer going to be selling physical media for for movies. They're they're still doing games, and I'm sure they're still doing vinyl. Uh, they were doing vinyl last time because the last time I was there because they also sell the vinyl players. Uh, they they sell record players, but uh, you know, Target and Walmart right now still have physical media. Amazon obviously is still going to have physical media, but you're running out of places to buy physical media, which means less people are going to buy physical media unless they get screwed over like this and, and wake up, uh, which means that's how they can say, oh, look, there's not a market for physical media anymore. Nobody wants to own movies anymore. They just want to, to stream that. And I have seen that here in, in this, it, people in our chat room, and, not, and I'm not going to call anybody out by name, uh, and I don't even think they're watching tonight, so it wouldn't be fair. But I have seen people in, in this chat room here at Vogue Network say, down with all the physical media, digital is the future digital is where it's at i don't ever want to see physical media ever again in games 
because why should that we that take space on my shelf um when instead i could have these little harmonic or ornaments take space on my shelf uh, this would be better use of, of stuff on my shelf rather than a bunch of DVD cases for a game I may never play again. And Questbuster says, going all digital is so convenient. I have everything I want without clutter. And then when the content is pulled, wait, not like that. And, and that's why they're trying to get people into the, uh, the subscription services because now we're used to, oh, there's going to be a lot of content leaving at the end of the month. Like we're, we're now trained. That's the case. So we better hurry up and watch it. Or things will move from one syst- uh, one service to another. Or, as we have learned that David Zaslav will do, is they'll just pull content and be like, oh, well, uh, we don't want to have to pay the, the meager residuals on this contract because it was negotiated before the recent strike. Uh, so we'll just pull the content, and that way we don't have to pay anybody for it anymore, and we can get a tax break. NE3VL says, like Game Pass. Yes, Game Pass is the same thing. Game Pass and PlayStation Plus premium they will pull content uh every week or not every week about twice a month usually at the 15th of the month and at the end of the month they will pull content uh and it's usually because they have they basically only sign a one or two or three year licensing agreement and it is up to them on if they want to continue to sign that licensing agreement and as sharon matt says now we have to worry about servers from old systems being shut down because now we're seeing online services for stuff bought in the 2000s being shut down. We're starting to see that now. And so it's only going to be a matter of time when services from the 2010s get shut down. It's going to be probably another 10 years, but it's going to start getting shut down. And there's no guarantee that like when one service shuts down that they will transfer your content to another service if they get bought by another service. So like if you have, I'm going to use Vudu, V-U-D-U, which merged with Fandango now, because now it's Voodoo Fandango. Uh, but that's also like the movies anywhere is part of that. And and there's all this stuff. But if Voodoo shuts down, if you bought anything on Voodoo or you redeemed any codes from the movies anywhere that wound up on your Voodoo account, then, then you know, that's it. Tire Claw says, I think 4K physical media is as far as they'll go right now. A couple years from now, we can expect 8K, and they will find ways to stream that once internet is fast enough to handle such bandwidth. Ha <laughs> oh, like, ha! Like, like, they're actually going to do that anytime soon. But don't expect 8K physical media in the future. I mean, I'm, I'm going to expect it in the future. I think, I do think there are 8K discs out there, and I think there are 8K players out there because there are 8K TVs out there. And so, you know, they've, you've got to have something, but it's like aquariums. And stuff. It, it's it's kind of like what 4K media was for a for for the first couple of years when like really you only saw a 4K TV at at CES and it was so far out of the price range. But like, what did they have? They had aquariums and they had aquariums and 4K UHD 60 frames a second looks so real. Uh, and, and that's not what anything actually looks like. Dark to see says I want a copy of the old Transformers movie some years ago and the free download copy was long expired already. And uh, pod culture does say that some of the movies anywhere in voodoo codes show up on other services when you redeem uh, and have your accounts linked. So that may be something you want to do. If you do want to still go down this digital route, go and, and link accounts so like you can get things shared. So if one shuts down, you still have the other. Uh, yeah, there's there's no way to save these. Um, so, you know, I guess the, the only thing you can do like it is. It, it, like who's stealing from who at this point? Cause like we can talk about, you know, sailing the seven seas, but like if you felt that you own this content, they're stealing it away from you. Now what their lawyers will tell you is that you didn't own the content. You merely uh, purchased a license and that license is being revoked as is stated in the terms of service when you may that you agreed to by purchasing the content, that little, you know, checkbox that you're like, yes, I agree to the purchasing agreement. Yes, yes, yes. This was all in there. So are they within their legal rights to do this? Yes. Um, but, you know, if you are uh, sailing the seven seas, then, you know, those th- those legal agreements don't apply. Tire Claw says, Movies Anywhere supports Voodoo and other places for digital copies of movies, but there are some studios that don't support the service. So if you buy a movie from said studio, you have to decide which service to buy a digital copy from. So, yeah, it's... And and I, I really hope 
I really hope, and and honestly, like as much as we give grief to certain art auteur, uh movie directors that we feel like have their their, their nose in the, the air and high 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 on their high horse, looking down among the rest of us. Um, Christopher Nolan does have a point, and I, I who was I think was it Martin Scorsese that bemoaned the loss of physical media and physical media of the movies. Um, and I, I want to say that came out, and I can't remember if it was Scorsese uh, talking about this being cinema or not, um, or, or if it was somebody else. But I know Christopher Nolan was a big on this as well, that, you know, they, they're kind of imploring people to go back to buying Blu-rays and 4K Blu-rays of their movies so you could be the stewards of it because you never know what these streaming services are going to do. So uh, Mike Def says Scorsese was worried more about the quality because the quality of the movie on a streaming service is less than it is on a Blu-ray or on a 4K Blu-ray. Some people will even tell you that a 4K streaming movie looks worse than a regular 1080p Blu-ray disc. I'm not sure that's the case Uh, because, you know, some of that I, I believe that some of the 4K streaming stuff that I've watched looks a lot better than a 1080p Blu-ray, but not by much. Esther Matt says Scorsese, Tarantino, Spielberg, and someone else had to beg Zaslav to keep Turner Classic Movies because he was about to shut it down. Uh, that I remember. Dr. Sia says, as an aside, I bought all the Christmas specials because we didn't have TV at the time, but now I know at least the Charlie Brown Christmas is on is now Apple TV Plus exclusive. I believe Apple gave it up, and it is now back on network television. I believe CBS can now air the Charlie Brown Christmas special again. That was a one-time thing, and there was so much backlash. Apple was like, we don't need this bad PR. Uh, But I I believe it can now... uh, And and they are also available on DVDs and Blu-rays, actually. You can get a Blu-ray of those. And you don't need a 4K Blu-ray of those. You just need a regular 1080p Blu-ray of those. Uh, Because DVDs sometimes don't upscale all that well. So you really do want the Blu-ray if you can. Why am I talking about this on on a gaming podcast? A because it's PlayStation, but B, we're seeing we're we're now seeing new versions of the consoles that don't have a disk drive, which means they're going to make less disk based games because we all want our games digital. Like do like people people now who are younger, and this is not a generational thing. This is just pe- people who are younger who grew up with there being digital games of everything like everything's digital uh they don't want to have to like swap out a disc they, they don't want to have to like carry around little switch cartridges and put them in i do it because i was raised that way that's how i played all my games but there are younger people who that's not the world they grew up in and so they've adapted already to the digital uh landscape of things and so they don't want to have to worry about okay well where's the little cartridge when i want to play this or you know when you can just Hit a button and it's there and you can play it. And Tyrell does say that old TV shows and animated shows do have box sets, but they're only in DVD format. Uh, and so, so like yes, like some some things are going to be DVD only, uh, and you'll just have to deal if you have a high end TV and the upscaling's not that good. Uh, I will say my favorite show, my favorite TV show of all time, Babylon Five. They actually released their upscaled versions that was on Max. It is no longer on Max. They delisted it. Uh, but they actually have a Blu-ray box set now of all five seasons of Babylon 5. So uh, that is on my wish list. It's on my Amazon wish list right now uh, because I didn't know that. I have them all on DVD, but once again, upscaling. Uh, but uh, they've, they've, the, they're remastered. Like They did a little bit of remastering for streaming on Max, uh, and those are now on Blu-ray. And so it's on my list. And uh, Podculture says the Babylon 5 set is nice. It, I'm sure it is. Like I said, it's on my wish list. We'll see. We'll see. So uh, don't be so... I guess my message here. Don't be so quick to get rid of physical media. Don't be so quick to uh, say, I'm, I love this all digital world. Because while it's great, it's great and convenient. If it's something you want to keep and you want to watch again and again, um, then I really would suggest you get a way to get a 4k blue. I mean, if 4k blu-ray player, which if you have an Xbox series, uh, or an Xbox one or a PS4 or a PS5, 
uh, or a PS4 Pro or a PS5, you can play. Well, I don't think you can play the 4K Blu-rays on the PS4 Pro, but you can on the PS5. PS5, uh, your Xbox One X and your Xbox Series cons- uh, X can play 4K UHD Blu-rays even if you don't have a 4K TV. So if you really love something, buy it physical. E3VL says Nintendo has been encouraging uh, digital this generation from gold coins on my Nintendo and $100 digital vouchers for two games. And that's true. Uh, that Nintendo is because it's cheaper for them to send out the digital game. And you notice that they, they don't lower the price for it being digital over the physical because some of that physical goes into making the the little clamshell case and the cartridge and not a manual, no, not not instruction manual, at least not here. Uh, Super Mario RPG had an instruction manual in Japan. They did not put that in uh, in America. But if it's a movie or if it's a game that you really want to have, uh, you know, for a long time and you don't want to lose it, uh, then absolutely get it for get, get it at physical. And also, by getting it physical, that's a little bit more uh, revenue for the people that made the game. That's that that goes into that that goes into the old royalty structure uh, that that we've had for years. Uh, since VHS was going to destroy the movie industry, which it didn't. All right. Uh, the the next story I want to talk about is um, about uh, your voice and how you can be a video game voice actor if this patent goes through. I don't usually talk about patents, but like this is uh, an interesting one, and it's one that I can see happening uh, something soon because we already see the vision version of this and we've seen it for several years. Video Games Chronicle reports that EA has patented the ability to generate in-game voice acting using a player's own voice. Uh, as spotted by Variali Gaming, the patent, which is named Generating Speech in the Voice of a Player of a Video Game, was filed in 2020 but was published last month. Uh, The patent describes a process in which players input data that represents speech content, which is then passed through a synthesizer module, a voice converter, and a vocoder to generate new dialogue based on the sample. The idea is that players will be able to put their own voice in the game with the most obvious example being the ability to make the protagonist sound like the player. The patent explains the previous attempts at generating speech in games often involve text-to-speech systems where the game receives text and uses a synthesizer to generate audio speech. However, this patent says that such approaches usually require many speech samples, like hours of speech samples, in order for the synthesizer to accurately capture the voice in the synthesized speech audio, and that if a different voice is needed, the synthesizer would need to be trained again with hours of new samples. The methods described in the patent, however, enable speech audio to be generated in the voice of a player in a video game using speech audio provided by the player, a small amount of speech audio, such as minutes of speech audio from the player, and a voice converter. The process sounds similar to the numerous examples of AI voice generator software currently found online. Uh, these can receive voice recordings of a person talking and then use AI to turn these into text-to-speech tool, which could say anything in that person's voice in a manner that sounds convincing enough to fool some people. As ever, the filing of a patent is no guarantee that the technology will ever make it into a video game, but it could shed light into how future narrative-based EA games may involve character customization. The reason I say this has been done before is, um, I and I believe it is not EA, it's 2K, and I believe it's the NBA 2K series, and I know, I'm sorry, sports ball, uh, sore subject for me, sports ball in general, but uh, NBA 2K has the ability where you use your phone to take pictures of your face, and then it actually puts it into the game. And I think other things have like make an avatar based on your your face. And I think we've seen that. So we've already seen the, okay, you can get your face in the game. But this is now putting your voice in the game using the same type of thing. Now, Fifth Dream says, as long as my data is strictly locally stored, awesome. Well, guess what? It won't be. Because one of the great things about our always online culture is uh, we are totally cool with cloud and having things done by the cloud. And so you have uh, things being farmed off to the cloud in games, and we're totally fine with that, and that's what's going to happen here, is that they're not going to keep this, you know, your, your, your Xbox isn't going to be able to do all this processing, or your PS5 might not be able to do all this processing, uh, so they're going to farm it off to the cloud and have the cloud do it. ZenMonkey11 says, I want an AI voice game where I'm best friends with Christopher Walken. So 
and that that's the kind of the pitfall that EA would have to worry about. That wouldn't be part of this patent. This patent is just about the technology, but the implementation of the technology, uh, that would be, you know, how do you make sure that people are using their own voice and not using Christopher Walken's voice? And Samuel 11 says, your voice in video games, isn't that what game chat is for? This is more like, let's say, and, and I, I know it's not an EA game, um, but let, let's say Starfield. As part of character customization, if you wanted to make you in the game, instead of Starfield being a silent protagonist, it could actually have your vo- You would train it with your voice. So when the character in Starfield spoke, if it spoke, then it would sound like you. And the grunts and the other, you know, when you're jumping and stuff and you, you know, all the the ambient noise that it makes, um, that would be uh, your voice. It would be based off of your voice. So it's not you speaking as the player. It's your character speaking as you. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle if they do implement this, which is different from the technology in the patent, how did they implement this to make sure that you're not putting in a celebrity's voice and making them uh, do work that they shouldn't they, they shouldn't do uh, or that they did, weren't paid for doing or anything like that? Um, because uh, that could be like we're already seeing some companies use this technology to, you know, supplement the voice acting which is why there was the strike uh, in, in to, to stop this from happening. But I know in video games, people have said, you know, th- there have been companies and voice actors that have said, oh, I was going to, you know, I asked them if I was going to get another session to do any pickup lines. And they, the company said, well, we fed your voice into an AI. So any pickup lines will just generate from the AI from your voice. Thank you very much. So uh, and Dark Tatsia says, this sounds very adjacent to the AI stuff. It is AI. This is actually using AI on the cloud to make your make put your voice into the game. And Red Entertainment says it's going to be interesting to see how they police people uploading samples of their characters saying expletives. I can't even say. I'll just do saying that because I can't say the word expletives. E3VL says, I don't even like listening to my own voice when watching home videos. Exactly. Like, I'm okay with listening to my own voice because I've been doing it for so long. So, uh, and S. Jared Matt says, I kind of want to see how they implement this in sports games. I don't like the idea of EA possibly owning my voice, but putting my voice in, say, a creative player story in a sports game, I would be interested in, in that. I mean, yeah, because, uh, you know, NCAA football is coming out next year, and I can actually be happy about college football. Anyway, Monkey 11 says, when you spoke about NBA Game Face, I started thinking this was something for NBA 2K. I can see that the AI voice thing being kind of cool, but I'm sure that would mean your game would have to stay connected to the Internet, so I cannot support this. Um, so it's, like I said, the technology is what's being patented, uh, and not necessarily the implementation. We're probably a couple years away from the implementation of this, uh, but they have, impl- uh, patented the technology, which does mean that NBA 2K is probably not gonna be able to use it because they'd have to license it from EA. Uh, that's the downside of all these software patents. And a fifth dream says, in Soviet Russia, silent protagonist sounds like you. With that, we are going to take a very quick holiday music break. Uh, and uh, then we will come back and talk to OLR and uh, generate some more uh, voice stuff that you cannot use. Do not use this podcast to train any AI. I do not allow you to do that. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show here in the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. Bobby Blackwell, I choose you. That's right. I've been chosen. I am the Pokemon Master. Thank you so much to... uh, to, to that. Uh, yeah, so if you want to leave a bumper, you do not have to be a Pokemon voice actor who did that from a, a Kickstarter reward, so don't worry. It, it was actually... A, a, that's legit. Uh, all you gotta do is send me an MP3 with just your voice or a video of just you. I will choose what DMCA violation I'll put behind it. Uh, and uh, saying, coming back to the Bobby Blackwell show. I do want to mention, because I did not mention this at the beginning of, of the show, this week on December 7th is the Video Game Awards. Now, I'm not going to be here Sunday night uh, on this show, but I will be here on twitch.tv slash vognetwork 
for the Game Awards. We're going to co-stream the Game Awards. It's going to start at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 p.m. Pacific here at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. Or uh, really, you can watch the Game Awards. That's when the pre-show starts. I believe the actual show starts at 8. It's going to be about three hours long is what we've been told. Uh, so it's from 7.30 till 10.30 or 11.00. And uh, so, you know, we're going to we're going to be there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be here. Rob, I believe, is he, he'll tell you when I call him in a, in a minute or two, because uh, I think he gets right off work right at 430 Pacific. So it'll be just me at the beginning uh, or, or whoever else we get in. Uh, and uh, we're going to co-stream the Game Awards because uh, E3VL says it's this week and excited for reveals. And, yeah, uh, reveals are the big part of it. Um, what we're probably also going to do is at least uh, I'm going to go through and say, here's who I want to win each award and who's who I think is going to actually win the award. And I'm going to see how close I get. And maybe I'll get Rob to be able to do that for. Also, E3VL says, wonder if there will be a live gameplay demo of Grand Theft Auto 6. So um, there was this conversation at the beginning of the show, and then I, I didn't actually get into it because I was going to talk about this at the beginning because people were talking about, hey, the Grand Theft Auto 6 uh, reveal trailer is going to be this week. It's going to be before the Video Game Awards. I don't think it's on at the Video Game Awards. I think it is coming out earlier because Rockstar is going to own that day in the press. And here's what I want to say. Please temper your expectations a lot. I have already heard people saying it's going to be the second coming, which is what we've heard with uh, Starfield. It's what we've heard with, with a whole bunch of, bunch of games that we get super hyped for, and then it comes out Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, you know, a lot of the same expectations are being put on Grand Theft Auto 6 that were put on Cyberpunk 2077, that were put on Starfield, that it's going to be the best graphics we've ever seen. It's going to look like the Matrix Unreal Engine demo from a couple years ago. It's going to be the best of all online and single player and and temper those expectations. And, and no, you're not going to... I would be shocked if we saw any gameplay at all. Not just at the Game Awards, but even in that 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 trailer is just going to have the setting. It's going to be a, a story. I, I don't foresee it actually having gameplay in it. Dark Tessia says, I'm expecting it to look like Grand Theft Auto. That's about it. Questbuff says, my expectations are, are are just that this will eventually be over soon. The hype is exhausting. Oh, it's going to get even worse. Um, S. Jared Matt says, my expectation is 2025, and I'll be happy if it's earlier. I think it'll be next. In I think it'll be holiday 2024. That That's my guess, because they've been working on it for so long. Um, now we can sit here and, you know, once the trailer comes out, now we can talk about what Grand Theft Auto 7 is going to be about. And we can go through all the trailer of Grand Theft Auto 6 to find, you know, what Easter eggs might be referencing 7. So we can talk about the game that, uh, you know, our great-great-grandkids will play in the 2040s when Grand Theft Auto 7 finally comes out. So uh, coming up next here on the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vognetwork, is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out, out in Sacramento, California that talk about games for much, much longer than I do. And they also temper their expectations when it comes to things like, uh, you know, trailer reveals and things like that. So we like to check in with them and see uh, what's going on here uh, whenever it does uh, decide to connect us. So Discord's being a little fun right now. Uh, Questbuster says, GTA 6 Online, a new generation of Twitch art role-playing streamers are about to be born. That's true. Uh, so let's check in. Sacramento, are you there? I am here. Hi, Bobby. How are you? I, I am doing well. So, uh... We're getting a lot of reveals this week, some on Thursday, mm -hmm. some earlier. Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe a big announcement of the announcement of the announcement this week would yeah. be that we um, uh, are not getting said announcement at the mm -hmm. Game Awards. We're going to yes. get it a couple days early. So yes. technically, technically, it could have won that award for most it anticipated game if they had maybe just thought to do this two weeks sooner. But yeah. well, it is what it is. Yep. Tuesday, 6 a.m. Pacific. That is 9 a.m. Eastern. That is when the Grand Theft Auto 6 revealed trailer is. You're not going to see gameplay. You're yes. And I will be asleep. Yeah, I, I will, too, uh, even though I'm on the East Coast because I've got a lot of West Coast coworkers. So, you know, <laughs> everybody, everybody in the East Coast is like, really, really? You'd still be asleep at 9 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, the people here who get up at 3am cause they have stock market based jobs. Yep. It's like, couldn't be me. Yep. 
Uh, so um, the Game Awards is this week, though, Thursday. And I did mention mm-hmm. that we are going to be, at least at Vogue Network, we're going to be co-streaming it. I yep. filled out the form to Jeff Keeley saying, yes, we want to co-stream it. Here's our stuff. Nice. Um, so hopefully we'll get the packet for that because they give you like overlays and stuff that you can use. Um, so, uh, and it's, I know you're going to be kind of rushing directly from day job, yes. uh, to be here, but be coming right in as the stream starts. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll be here cause it's, it'll be seven 30 here. And, uh, and yeah, so, uh, I think what, what I was going to do, and I think I mentioned this to you uh, off air. And so we're going to talk about it again. I'm going to make a list of like all the awards that I care about. In other words, not the esports, not the content creator of the year, but the game, the actual game awards. And I think maybe it would be fun if we both like put who we'd want to win and then who we think the committee will choose. Mm, okay, sure. And and that way, like as we go through, you know, kind of like because like game of the year, I think Baldur's Gate three will win, but I wish such and such one. Yeah. And kind of see, you know, because we're, we'll have different opinions. Sometimes who I think will win will be who I pick. But, um, you know, it would be kind of interesting to see how accurate we are or with our feelings or with our brain. Like, what does our heart say and what does our brain say? Okay, And I sure. think that would be kind of fun. Yeah. So, uh, I agree. Let's do it. Yeah. So we, and that's something we can set up before you go to work on, on Thursday. And we can, you know, get all that taken care of. Uh, and I'll see what we can do. Yeah, just send me the categories you want to do, and we'll get that yeah. taken care of. Um, so what? And and also uh, this week, I didn't mention this, but I, I want to put this out there: Atari Fifty, the Digital Eclipse game, is getting twelve new games on Tuesday. We don't know what they are, but they're doing a title update and adding twelve more Atari games. Mm-hmm. Atari Sixty Two. Yeah, no, I'm just I, I think there were there weren't exactly fifty games in there, yeah. but it's it's still pretty pretty exciting news yeah so and i mean and that's part of like digital clips got purchased by atari so like they're they're that's all part of this but it's really nice to see that they're still supporting it and they've even said digital clips has said we're doing this to see you know if it's worth doing again and stuff but it is a free update it is not a paid dlc update it's a it's a free dlc update so um, that's great so we're this still getting. But some... also that I believe that same day is also Digital Eclipse's announcement of the next Goldmaster series yes. game. It's also this week, yeah. which will probably be Prince of Persia. But th- that's what I'm kind of thinking it is. I'm gonna stick with my earlier guesses based on the random appearances in mm-hmm. uh, the making of Karate Cut. I'm gonna go with Wolfenstein 3D. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the other guess we had, I think, was Mortal Kombat, just because I think... Yes. Bo- yeah, I think Tobias... Although Boone now I'm not so sure Warner Brothers would allow anything like that. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that really was just the fighting games. That's why I'm going to I'm gonna hedge the bets a little more on yeah. um, uh, Wolfenstein in this case, yeah. <laughs> based on things. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so... Wasn't it's- that the name of the villain in Superman was Zaslav? I thought... That was that was the villain no, in Superman, right? No, Neil before Zaslav, wasn't that it? Yeah, yes, 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 yeah. That in this timeline, yes. In other timelines, it was Zod, but in this timeline, it's Zaslav. I'm pretty sure it was Zaslav. Go back, go back and uh, watch yeah. the. Uh, film. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if if they let me, is it still on Max? Did he pull it? I don't know. Um. So. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Game Awards this week, we're getting some new content and some games, but this is the hype season. Now all the games for this year are out. Now we can look forward to 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027, because you know some of these games we're going to learn about aren't going to come out till 2027. We just don't know which ones. Um, any any wild announcements? You're you're th- like let me let me ask. I mean, obviously you can do the same whole your heart and your head, but yeah. let's let's go with your your head, the brain. What do you what do you think could be a, a realistic announcement we could see at the Game Awards that might get people excited? Um, I'll let you stew on it because I have one yeah. in, in the front of my mind. I would actually say the Final Fantasy 16 DLC. I think we might mm-hmm. get to see a little more about that. Maybe we'll get a title uh, and maybe like a launch time frame, like summer 2024 or something, you know, because the, the hype has slowly been building towards that. And, um, you know, we know Ben Starr is going to be there. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I I think it makes sense that maybe the Final Fantasy 16 DLC, we get just, just a little sprinkle of information. I think that's going to get people um, hyped to revisit that. Maybe with that, actually, we also know the PC release is inevitable. 
So mm-hmm. maybe so I'm I'm gonna kind of hedge my bets on both and say a Final Fantasy 16 significant update, either PC or DLC. Yeah, I, I don't know about what big announcements, especially because Phil Spencer has been going around, you know, knocking things down, like uh, in terms of like, you know, things people are thinking. He's like, no, we're not doing that yet. Or we are doing this like there's the, the Xbox mobile store uh, mm-hmm. was a story I didn't cover this week. But he said that they're looking at mobile partners to pay, make an Xbox store that can rival Google and Apple. Uh, but he's also said recently, look, there are no current plans to put Game Pass on PlayStation or Nintendo. Yeah, it's not that yeah. he doesn't want to do it. It's just they're not in the plans no now. Current, so that no current plans, no current plans. No. Maybe Game Research Pass and development is occurring, but there are no current plans. Maybe Game Pass on the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he didn't. I don't think he ruled that out. He just ruled PlayStation and Nintendo out. And I know I know somebody with a Steam Deck who dual boots just for that yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. Dual boots uh, one half in a Game Pass so he can do Game Pass on it as well. Yeah. So it would be nice to have that official support and reclaim some yeah. of that memory. Yeah. So I'm trying to, you know, and, and that's that's the realistic stuff. But honestly, it's going to be the thing. The things I always get out of the Game Awards is the games I don't know about yet. It's the uh, it's as much true. as he's not going to do it. The world premiere, you know, he, we're not going to hear that this year. Because they're all world premieres in Jeff's mind right. now, so he's gonna. Right. We'll still do it. Um, I've got. I, I can hit a button and have it go world premiere. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure if we'll get any exciting out now announcements because no. December is a weird time for that. I'm trying to yeah. remember if we've gotten many at the Game Awards before. Usually, it might be a demo. Yeah. Uh, some DLC would probably be your best bet. Yeah. Uh, I don't think a full full title, but you never know. You never or, know. or or a beta like that. You know, like they've done mm-hmm. things like the Devil oh, May yeah. Cry beta. You know, the, the, the bang bang de- demo. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's, you know, we'll, we'll see some of those, but not like actual like stealth game releases. Yeah. But you never know, you know, like Hi-Fi Rush type of game, you know, that's been kind of percolating at a Xbox game studio with, you know, their team of like five to ten people while they're working on their main game. You never mm-hmm. know. Uh, but I think the, the, the big announce, the thing that I'm going to like most about the Game Awards, I can't tell you what it is because it's going to be a game I've never heard of or thought of. Fair enough. Uh, Dark to see has Baldur's Gate Xbox times running out in 2023. Cause that's a very, very safe bet. Yeah. And that actually, yeah. Dark to if there is anything that could be an out today type of announcement, that could, I, I, that could be one. Sure. Yeah. I, I, you're right. Time's running out in 2023. This is a good stage to make that sort of announcement. Um, you know, if you want to take a stretch, stretch bet out now on game pass but Ooh. i doubt that one i th- I, I doubt it especially when it walks away when it inevitably walks away with a trophy for game of the year which it's gonna do mm-hmm. uh people are still gonna want pay, be willing to pay 70 dollars for it yeah. so um yeah i i think as as fun as that is to imagine i don't yeah. think it's realistic so what else are you gonna be talking about on orange Lounge radio tonight well, why don't we talk a little bit about some things that are going on in Fortnite, actually. There's been a lot of activity in Fortnite the past few days, and we're starting to see some of the uh, results of uh, the, the um, you know, the people being able to create their own things in Fortnite, as well as some big, you know, uh, licensed things. So we'll get into that as well. And then uh, we'll talk about, oh, um, you, you know that once something leaks to the Internet, it's it's always on the Internet, yeah. and you, you really can't stop it from spreading on the Internet. Yeah. yeah somebody should probably send the message to Ubisoft because, like, if you're going to say that, like, wow, we really are doing something with a Beyond Good and Evil franchise, it's going to be really hard to shove that back in the can after it's mm-hmm. come out. So good luck, yeah. Ubisoft. But we'll right. we'll talk a little bit about that and much more coming up. All right. Orange Lounge Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob, and see Thanks. you Thursday. Always, see you Thursday, yes. Yep. So uh, that is it for me. I will be back here in two weeks. I will not be here on Sunday. I will be here Thursday night for the Game Awards here at twitch.tv slash Fog Network. But I will be back Sunday uh, in two weeks, Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Fog Network. And before then, on December 15th, 16th, and 17th, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I will be at DreamHack Atlanta, or I should be at DreamHack Atlanta. Most likely will be at DreamHack Atlanta in some capacity. Uh, hopefully hosting some main stage things, doing some uh, emceeing of uh, main stage competitions, cosplay contests, karaoke contests, gingerbread war uh, at there, or at least going over to the Southern Interactive Entertainment and Game Expo, which is happening at the exact same venue with the exact same badge uh, and, you know, seeing Warren Spector. 
who is the keynote, which we learned earlier tonight. That was our uh, live announcement. Uh, so come check them out. And also the Sylvie Awards, which is an awards for a lot of the independent games uh, stuff going on here in the southeast uh, of the United States. So, uh, But, yes, I will be back next Sunday night, so I won't talk to you much before then. Uh, so keep up on my social media at Bobby Blackwolf or at BobbyBlackWolf.com where the skies are blue. Uh, or on our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. That is where I will be putting that stuff. And you can also uh, react to things that we talked about on this episode or talk about, uh, give me topics that you may want to hear in future episodes. Uh, but if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody. But it may be uh, for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we would not be able to make this live show work without the help of the chatters who go above and beyond. Thank you so much, Fifth Dream, for your resubscription. It's been a full year of months, 52 months, according to Twitch math, uh, that you have been subscribed here to Fog Network. Thank you so much for that. You being here is really all we ask. Uh, but uh, people who do go above and beyond with a Twitch sub or with some bits, it is very much appreciated and helps us kind of keep in the black here with Voice of Geeks Network. I'm going to hit the button and uh, get out of here. Here's the button. Uh, and uh, I will try not to buy anything else from Hallmark because they've taken enough of my money. But uh, you never know. You never know what will happen. Anyway, I'll see you next in two weeks. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.